Live from Nashville, Tennessee, it's Dawn and Steve in the morning. Good morning from Moody Radio. Dawn and Steve want to hear from you. 800-555-7898. That is the number to call, the number to text. You can also connect on our Facebook page, Dawn and Steve in the morning on Facebook. And glad that you are with us on this Thursday morning as we're waking up together here. I'm um, wondering what's going on. This is red two days in a row that you're wearing. Are we on a new little kick? <laughs> no, I, I have always loved red. For a season, I gave up pink. I don't remember exactly the decade, but there was something after college and probably getting into my professional career. I still loved it because I remember back in the day when I worked for an insurance company, I had a suit that was pink. And because, you know, you dressed then, you I'm always picturing you looking like a Pepto-Bismol bottle. No, 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 Not that pink? No. And, okay. and my suits were not like pantsuits. This was like a skirt and a blazer, but the it was a pink plaid blazer. It, yeah. It, it was, thankfully, the season before I went into that, I worked for a, um, uh, like a, I want like a Belk kind of, you know, department store. There, there's my word. Department store. So I would watch all these things get marked down and marked down, and I would get all these great clothes for a little bit of nothing, which was super to set me up for what I needed them for in the next season of my life. Right. But, yeah, pink, and and so I embraced red because they're family. You know, pink is basically light red and um or distilled red and i i yeah so i love both now to answer your question no this was one of those things i'm like no i've worn that i've worn that i've worn that oh i haven't worn that in like a year because it you know it's a season i'm like okay i'll wear that it just happens and it's valentine's season Uh, so i associate and then the heart you know um the february is national heart awareness month yeah so it's always wear red to kind of honor that. Our neighbor, sweet little, I think I mentioned Jacob yesterday, he um, has a congenital heart defect. And so yesterday was wear red for Jacob, which is why I had red on yesterday. Nice. So, there, yeah, there there actually are reasons. They're just not super strong. <laughs> <laughs> Anecdotal at best. Anecdotal. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Well, maybe a little bit later we'll get into this, but uh, just quick, are, are you guys big celebrators of Valentine's Day? You mentioned that it is the season. So is this a thing that is big in the May household? Uh, I wouldn't say big. It's acknowledged, and we do something. We kind of have just this, you know, we'll figure something out. But for us, through the years, it's been more of an excuse to get a date night in nice. than anything. Yep. And so, yeah, ode to Valentine's Day, whatever. We just finally would say, okay, pause. Kids, babysitter, whatever we need to do to get a couple of hours just to go and be. And so that's kind of how our nod to Valentine's Day. But I have so m- I have a stack of cards that yeah. I have bought for Ben through the years. I think I might just go to that stack and see if I can find one because I always get them. And never sign them and give them. And give them, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's much better, much better at it than I am. I'm, I'm not surprised. I know. I know I, the I shocks could just, you. Yeah, I can just picture the two of you knowing you both. Um, I could see it playing out that way. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. You know, here's the card or here's the flowers or here's the, you know, hey, we're going to go out to dinner. And I'm like, I bought you a card. Where did I put that thing? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It, I love you, honey. I bit, do love you. A <laughs> little bit of that going on in our house, too. Yeah. <laughs> it can kind of relate to that. Mm-hmm. Well, we are glad that you are with us this morning and got a question for you. When's the last time you had a real encounter with God? Hmm. I mean, 
where you knew that you were hearing from him, you were in his presence, you were walking according to his will, you know that what he has purposed for you, you, you were right there in the sweet spot. We're going to spend a little time taking a look at encounters with God here. And so we're going to start in the book of Acts, Acts 26, verse 16. It says, But rise and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you a minister and to witness both of the things which you have seen and of the things which I will yet reveal to you. You know, God was working in your life long before you began working with him. The Lord knew you before time began. Think about that. Before time began, you were known to him. And he knew what he wanted to do with your life. Jeremiah talks about that in chapter 1 in Psalm 139. Before the Apostle Paul's conversion, that experience on the road to Damascus, Jesus already knew Paul. He had a specific assignment for Paul. But Jesus only revealed this assignment after Paul's conversion in Acts 9.15. So misguided was Paul that in his sincere efforts to serve God, he'd actually been waging war against Christians. Although God knew what he wanted for Paul, God chose to reveal it to him, and he waited until he gained Paul's full attention, and he became Paul's Lord. Our Lord does not come to us to discover what we would like to accomplish for him. It's not like God is kind of knocking on the door of your heart and say, hey, what do you want me to do for you? Would you, uh, you, you want to do this? You want to do that? And I'll bless it? No. God, ha he, he has established good works for us to do. And so when he reveals them, are we willing to engage in that? He encounters us in order to reveal his activity and invite us to become involved in his work. An encounter with God requires us to adjust ourselves to the activity of God as he's revealed it. God never communicates with us merely to give us a warm devotional thought for the day. He never speaks to us simply to increase our biblical knowledge. He has far more significant things to reveal to us than that. When God shows us what he is doing, he invites us to join him in the work that he is doing. So are you prepared to meet God today? Don't seek to hear from God unless you're ready to ask, as Paul did, what shall I do, Lord? If you want a copy of this morning's devotional, love to get that to you. Simply text the word Devo, D-E-V-O, to 800 555-7898. That's 800-555-7898. Or it's linked at our Facebook page. Thanks for listening to Dawn and Steve in the Morning. On YouTube today, Nathan Sheridan shares his story and his BHI. Click the bell and subscribe at youtube.com forward slash at Dawn and Steve to be reminded each time a new video drops. Yeah. BHI. Yeah, okay, define, you gotta please. you got to define, what is BHI? So your biggest human influence from Moody Tunes. Uh, <laughs> okay, you know what? Just giving those three little letters reminds me of an email we got yesterday. Hey, welcome this new team member to Moody Radio. This is what she's been doing, and they were all letters. I'm like, Steve, do you know what that even means? 
You said no. Yeah. And I wanted to hit reply all. Could somebody please define? Because I'm, I kind of really want to know. It, it, there were so many. She had accomplished this in this department and this. And, and I, three letters, three letters, four letters, three letters. It almost That's felt like it was cool. a, a governmental or military <laughs> kind of thing. Like, I'm supposed to know what all that means? Yeah, yeah. I felt a little bit undereducated in my current vernacular. It, like, you know, with all that's going on with the way that people talk now. But, yeah, it was very techy. And I thought, hey, y'all... Now, all of us are super techie. Can you spell it out? So, BHI, biggest human influence. That's one of the questions we've been asking on Moody Tunes. What yes. is your biggest human influence? It your is BHI. True. So, is, I think that's better than, is it BMI? BMI is body mass index. There yeah. it is, right. yeah. yeah you I'd don't rather not talk about that. that. <laughs> mm, BHI it is. Yeah, I like BHI. it. Yep, <laughs> yep. Well, again, like Bruce just said, you can always go to the YouTube channel, at Don and Steve, like and subscribe, and you can be up to date with what's going on there. Yeah. But what's been going on in Turkey and Syria is just heartbreaking. I know you were just watching some of the video of kids being rescued from the rubble. And to watch that, it just kind of shakes you a little bit. Your heart just goes out to those who have been impacted by this. And the numbers continue to rise. Mm -hmm. Over 16,000 is the current death toll there as of uh, Thursday because they're ahead of us. And rescuers continuing to labor, looking for uh, any survivors. And at this point, experts saying a survival rate in an incident of this magnitude is below 25% after 72 hours. And so the frigid temperatures, snow in Syria, all of these things, not helpful as it relates to this. Well over 60,000 people injured, over 10.9 million people impacted or affected by the earthquake there. So the... The impact is absolutely incredible. The homelessness. I mean, you think about all the ramifications, and if you've never been in a natural disaster like this, then, you know, it's hard to wrap your mind around all the details that all of a sudden have been changed, shifted, upended. Something of this magnitude hasn't happened about over 10 years, over a decade. 1999. That was the last big one. That was the last one in northwest Turkey is when that one happened. Close to 18,000 lost their lives in a very powerful earthquake then. But now we'll see this. I mean, it could eclipse that. You you just don't know. If you've seen any of these photos, I I purposely have not watched some of these photos. I just, yeah, it, it really, I know some people can look at visuals and it just doesn't, impact you so much you can kind of process it you can filter it um i don't do well with that so i have put off until today watching some of this footage and now it's there (laughs) it's right there but it does help you really remember with that visual impact to intercede yeah and then there are a lot of ministries of course that are mobilized immediately mymoodyradio.org we put a disaster relief banner up there and so some of the ones that you know originate here in the U.S. that are going to go or are already there. Mm-hmm. If you need to do something tangible like that, then we've got a link there for you. Yeah, it's mymoodyradio.org. When you're there at the top of the page, you're going to see the disaster relief banner. And uh, we're connected with different uh, organizations and ministries that do help around the world, mm-hmm. from Salvation Army to Samaritan's Purse. And I encourage you, like Don just said, if you want to do something tangible, that would be a great way uh, to do that. You know, many of the people who are there are saying that this is going to be impacting this area for so many years. Dale Buckner's the uh, CEO 
of an organization where they're helping with medical evacuations, transportation, the delivery of food, water, and power mm-hmm. supplies in and around the earthquake zone. He said it's going to take months just to stabilize this. Yep. And some of the infrastructure will never be replaced. The damage so widespread, it will be inhabitable for years to come. So the need is great. And obviously we can give. And again, mymoodyradio.org and the disaster relief banner, but also pray. And I think it's a great opportunity for the church in that area to be the church. And may we come alongside brothers and sisters around the world to support and encourage them. Mm -hmm. I I think maybe let's just take a few moments this morning and lift this up together as the Moody Radio family. I think prayer time together is such a sweet time before the Lord. So will you lead us? Sure, sure. Father, we see what's going on across the world, and especially as we look at the devastation the earthquake has brought to Syria and Turkey and all the lives impacted there. And Father, as we see that, we don't we don't comprehend what we're seeing. It is so devastating. And yet you care for the sparrow. And we know that you are very, very much in and through all of these things to bring help and to bring hope because of a relationship with you. But it reminds us so much that we don't know when our last breath will be this side of eternity. And we want to know you. We want to make that choice to love and surrender our lives to you. And Lord, as we see the need here, may that be the hope that we continue to share, not only here in the U.S., but as we have opportunity to go or to send to empower others to go and be your hands and your feet. Sometimes, Lord, we just need to show up. We need to provide that that bottle of water or that piece of food or those clothing items or, or moving rocks, whatever that looks like. Would you just move in our hearts and minds to truly intercede, to truly be present in a situation like this so that even our lack of comprehension could be used for your honor, for your glory, for your work to be done? We, we don't want those things to be separate because of the things we don't understand. And as we study your word, Lord, we see that hard things happen. And we try to process it through our human lens and, and we fall so short. Lord, may we, may we trust who you are. And when we cannot see how this could be a good thing, that we can trust that you are good. And, and just keep up with the, the day that you've given us on your heels to be your hands and your feet in all ways, even in what seems to be simple when we see things that are so difficult. And we ask that you'd empower us to do this through the, your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us in prayer this morning. Glad to have you with us. You're listening to Dawn and Steve in the Morning on Moody Radio. Thanks for listening. We're glad you're here. Call or text 800-555-7898. Yeah, we want to be... Oh, in communication, it just does our hearts good. I got to tell you, when you text that number, when you go to our Facebook page, it's just encouraging. So thank you for making the effort to do that. Uh, you know, one of the things that's, I don't know, something that I kind of struggle with sometimes. I'm in this season right now where I'm like, Lord, is this you uh-huh. or is this me? What's going on here? But since you and I are in disagreement right now, and I know that's a bold <laughs> yeah. statement, but we are because I know what I want to do and I know what the Lord is putting in my heart. 
then uh, the tension of, okay, Lord, who am I going to obey, you or me? And it it sounds humorous, spiritual humor to even say that out loud. But if you've ever been in that moment where you really want to do something that you think should be okay, and yet the Lord puts this conviction in your heart that says no, you know, as far as like the generalness of it, it is okay. It's not a sin. But I'm asking you to do this. And you have to go, okay, am, is this you or am I just making this up? But the fact that it stays and it's the consistent, constant message, I'm like, okay. And it's not going contrary to his word. So sure. I know that that's, you know, God's never going to go contrary to his word. Right. And so now I'm just stuck going, okay. I'm just waiting this out until I finally go, yes, I know this is you, and I will submit. So I'm not going against that voice right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, I feel like God kind of puts us in a bit of a holding pattern where he's going to say, all right, are you going to wait on me? Exactly. Are you going to, to be patient, not run ahead of me, because I can be tempted to do that, mm-hmm. and I would imagine a lot of us can be. We're like, okay, I think this is the direction God is leading. Let's go. Yeah, and they didn't say <laughs> like the bell didn't ring. Exactly, mm-hmm. he's like you know we're gonna go, and I'm I'm gonna ask you to wait on me, and I'm gonna move according to my timeline, and my timeline and his timeline often do not line up. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I I think we can almost kind of let our intuition be like, okay, well if that's the direction that I think the Lord is, and I'm convinced that the Lord is gonna have us go down. Well, here's what that path is gonna look like. And we begin to write the story of the from that pivot point on, like we've recognized that God maybe has uh, have us take a turn or make a pivot or do something different. We're like, okay, cool, gotcha. Yeah. And here's what that next chapter is going to look <laughs> that like. That means right, God? green light, yeah. Green right light, now. let's go. <laughs> and sometimes I think uh, we run ahead of God because we kind of think, well, my intuition's got this. Mm. I, after all, I heard from God, right? So. This must be what I'm, I'm supposed to do. And intuition, I think, is one of those things that we have to be very careful with. Sure. Because God has given us his Holy Spirit, lives inside Christians. But we also have an enemy who is outside, who's prowling around, looking to destroy us in subtle ways. First Peter talks about that in Second Corinthians. We, we read about that. And you have these two kind of dueling realities, mm-hmm. the indwelling of the spirit who speaks to us and the temptation from the enemy who's kind of whispering into our house as well. And uh, it, we, we can, if we're not careful and run ahead of the Lord, that little holy hunch that we uh, had mm-hmm. could turn out to be disastrous. Yeah, I like what Sean Nolan says. Intuition is like a book of matches. <laughs> we can use the tool to warm a house up. Or burn it down. Yeah. <laughs> that's a word. The, the emotions that get all caught up in it. I have to say that's why I have to slow my roll right now because emotions, definitely part of this, definitely part of my particular situation right now. Knowledge, yes. Experience, somewhat. And emotions. That to me is the trifecta to sit still. When you think the Lord may be saying, okay, yes, I hear you. Yes, I see you. What you want to do is not wrong in and of itself, but I'm asking you to be still. (sighs) You would think that'd be easy because you get the direction. Can I just say that's not easy? 
it was very often not easy, right? It depends. I mean, yeah. there are times where you're like, oh, thanks for the direction. Uh, I'll just be glad to sit right here. Other times it's like, mm, okay, Lord. <sighs> I think that there can be a component of when you know God and you want to be used by him and you, you genuinely want to be yielded and surrendered to him. Mm-hmm. When he says, wait, it's frustrating because like, but Lord, don't, don't you have something for me to do? I mean, shouldn't we be doing this, whatever that this may be? And I think that's one of the challenges of that is, you know, I, I want to follow you, Lord. Mm-hmm. I want to be doing that. But man, you've got me in this season of wait right now, and I'm having a hard time with that. We're going to continue to talk about that coming up in just a few moments. Dawn and Steve in the morning have just launched our Instagram channel. Follow Dawn and Steve in the morning on Instagram now. Well, we're talking about intuition, following the Lord, how all that works together. Appreciate your comments, 800-555-7898. Sabrina, sis, you said, my thought, if I run ahead, the consequences are disastrous. That's been your experience. Mm-hmm. Mm, that, truly, that right there is what is keeping me still. I don't want to be still in the decision that we need to make as a family and yet that's what the Lord is asking. And, and the fear, I think the healthy fear of knowing this could go sideways and, sure. and not have the, the outcome that God wants to do because of my disobedience. So that has been, yeah, a real deterrent for me and an encouragement to sit still. Yeah, Mary, appreciate uh, your comment as well. You said that you've jumped in before and it's turned out okay. But you've also had those times where you've kind of been scratching your head before going, um... I meant that for good. Yes. And it didn't go that way. And uh, yeah, I think I can relate to both of those times where, you know, for whatever reason, God, I got ahead of him and he's like, you know what? I, I think maybe your heart was okay in this mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not going to allow this to go sideways on you. And other times where he has. Chris, brother, what you're talking about with you and your wife is you texted 800-555-7898. So I can, I'm having a flashback right now. Yeah. So here's what you said, Chris, you and your wife right now, you have this desire to follow a ministry opportunity and how hard it is to sit still, to wait. When you know, when you feel it's a calling, you just want to jump out of that boat Walk on the water, uh-huh. trust God, follow him, keep your eyes on him. Faith, circumstances are screaming, wait, in all caps, wait. So my flashback, ministry opportunity, knew God was stirring in my heart that he was going to work this uh, opportunity out to serve him in a specific way. This was back when we lived in Michigan. Uh-huh. I thought for sure, I think I've mentioned this before, I thought for sure I could talk to one person, one sister in Christ that would pray with me about this certain situation. And I saw her at a school event. Perfect. There she is. I'm going to mention this to Barb and so she can pray. And I could hear the Holy Spirit, Chris, just like what you're saying, in all caps saying, wait, you and I are talking about this. No one else is to enter into this conversation right now. And I was like, but it's Barb. She'll pray. No problem. Seriously, I paid for that disobedience for over three years, emotionally mm-hmm. and relationally. Because it, it wasn't that Barb was untrustworthy, but it unraveled this whole mess that if I just kept my mouth shut and waited on the Lord, and by the way, that ministry opportunity did not 
come to fruition. Sure. I messed it up with my disobedience. And I've grieved that for, well, you know, 17, 20 years now, just because I'm sad that I disobeyed the Lord when he was very clear. Keep your mouth shut, Don. And I went, oh, I think I got this. I know better. Seriously, Don? Yeah. <laughs> All righty then. Yeah. It's, it's uh, amazing how often we may think we're like, ah, I, I know I feel this kind of nudge or this prompting from you, Lord, but is that really you? And how we can begin to rationalize, like, do you really mean that? Are, are you sure? Because as I'm looking at the thing right now, I'm not sure that that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. But man, when God is whispering, wait, when God is two by fouring us with wait, yep. that's what we got to do. And yeah. I know that can be hard, but there's a lot of uh, things that um, uh, Sean, Sean Nolan, Nolan. Mm-hmm. has been writing about on uh, the Gospel Coalition article as it relates to waiting on God and intuition and discernment and all of that. And we're going to put this article on our Facebook page. If you're in kind of a season uh, like this right now where you're kind of wondering, is it the Lord? Asking mm-hmm. me to do this, right. or is it me kind of saying, I want to do this? Um, I encourage you to go check out this article. It's going to be on the Facebook page on Facebook, Don and Steve in the Morning.